my my, uh, my mic fell, and I'm like, oh my god, not, not the expensive mic. You're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> I am the technical difficulty. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're self-aware, I guess. Hey guys, happy Mother's Day! Here's what's coming up. On May 23rd, we will be discussing A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. Mo and I have some differing opinions about this one, so tune in to hear what we think. Don't forget to check out our Patreon! We have all sorts of cool perks available, from our mini-series and monthly episode-picking poll, to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are talking about Little Thieves by Margaret Owen. Um, this was our April or March buddy read. I don't remember which March month, March. Great. Um, April disappeared, um, which is fine. So this was a really awesome book that I'm pretty sure Abby was like, Hey, we're going to read this book this year. And I said, that's great. And I put it on my um, TBR list and she put it out or maybe did you put it out as a vote or did we decide together that we're going to do this book as a buddy read? We decided together we were going to do this as a buddy read um, because I'd originally had it on my TBR for this year and you went, oh, that sounds interesting. And I went, well, keep it on your super long TBR and we'll read it together. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know what? I'm doing fairly well with my TBR. I would say I've read 21 books so far this year and maybe only four have not been on my TBR. Granted, my TBR is 81 books long. But um, I'm very proud. I'm sticking to my list pretty well. I have a feeling I may go rogue because I just finished um, A Long Way to an Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. And I have much desire to get the next audiobook. But, you know, that happens. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to go rogue, you know? Oh, yeah. I think I've finished like 26-ish books this year. Um, I think at least half of them have been off my TBR, which is pretty good for me, honestly. For sure. I'm very proud of it. Um, I also like love that you also have been reading more manga this year. And I kind of am like, ooh, maybe I'll come like, because you were pretty sure you were buying, were you buying Car Capture Secura? Which I have a whole bunch. Maybe I don't need to borrow that. I have Sailor Moon too. But I, there was a series that you took pictures of and I was like, ooh, I want to read more of that one. But I don't remember what it was. Um, Let's see. Yes, I've been reading more manga this year because um, I am trying to get back into it because I loved manga in high school, but I was a high schooler, so I had no money to buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I bought the entire Sailor Moon series. I'm working on getting Cardcaptor um, Sakura because like, the old ones are out of print and I don't know what the newer ones are in relation to that, so... I'm working. They should be the same thing, just a different format. Okay, that's what I thought. So I'm working on, I have the majority of that series. I'm working on getting like three more and I have, I'll have the whole one. I've gotten some Full Metal Alchemist. 
Nice, nice. Because I I read all that in high school and I remember really enjoying it. And I just like, I want to own it. <laughs> um, but mostly I've been, the manga I've been actually reading has been Sailor Moon, just because I have the whole series now and I want to, you know, finish at least one series. <laughs> so I have one that I'm going to show you right here. It's called Corgi. Um, so I don't know if you knew that corgis are the favored mouse of fairies. I did know that. In the UK. And this series is called Corgi with a K by Christian Slade. And I love it because it's not traditional manga. It's more line art. Um, very well oh. done black and white line art. And it, the story is adorable. And I mean, it's all about a fairy and her corgi and the adventures they go on together. That sounds like something I want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one thing why I like manga so much as well in comic books and I like so when I say comic books I enjoy American comic books but I struggle sometimes with the linear um, storylines that they don't really have versus manga is very good about this is the story and there might be some spin-offs of the story but we're not gonna have a whole bunch of alternate universes that could also span across universes like the only like real one i know that goes crazy with stuff is like tenchi muyo um and sword art um online every single arc is a different story with the same characters but yeah so anyway sorry mm-hmm. guys for a little tangent we actually are talking about little thieves tonight not manga so i found some awesome fun facts about the author margaret owen um, she actually is a new author with two other books out, um, and they are the Merciful Crow duology. I don't know if Abby knows the names of the books off the top of her head, but I do have the first one um, in my TBR list. Uh, they are the Merciful Crow and the Faithless Hawk. I have not read the second one, but I do own it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the first one, and I have not read it yet, so... Let's see. Margaret decided she wanted to be an author when she was in the fourth grade. Um, she met an author in fourth grade and she was like, mm, that will be my career. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so she went to college and earned her degree in Japanese and decided that the call of her first love, espresso, had to be answered. So she moved herself to Seattle and she now resides in Seattle with two, as she calls them, monstrous cats. <laughs> uh, she did not drop the names of them, but I love how she's like, I have two giant cats. And one really cool fact about her that we're going to talk about a lot today is that she is also an accomplished illustrator. So the cover art, um, which, by the way, please look up the cover of Little Thieves. It is gorgeous, was not drawn by her, but there are illustrations inside the book in front of every um, section of the book that she did draw. And they're beautiful. And if you go on her Instagram, you um, can see so. One of the things she does is that she likes to do um, character studies. So you can look on her Instagram and see pictures attached to pages of how she envisioned the scene because she drew them out. So you can see Vanya torturing Emmerich at the dinner table. Um, You can see the different um, animal forms of Ragna as well so and a whole bunch of other stuff too so it was really cool i love how she um incorporated those all together and you can see the colored versions of her illustrations in the book that's awesome yeah i adore the artwork in this book i didn't realize that she was the one who had done it 
until you told me. And then I was like, oh, it's so much better now. <laughs> but like, it's so pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. I agree. So why don't you tell us about the summary of the book? All right. Vanya Schmidt knows that no gift is freely given, not even a mother's love. And she's on the hook from one hell of a debt. Vanja, the adopted daughter of death and fortune, was Princess Giselle's dutiful servant up until a year ago. That was when Vanja's other worldly mothers demanded a terrible price for their care, and Vanja decided to steal her future back by stealing Giselle's life for herself. The real Giselle is left a penniless nobody, while Vanya uses an enchanted string of pearls to take her place. Now Vanya leads a lonely but lucrative double life as princess and jewel thief, charming nobility while emptying their coffers to fund her great escape. Then, one heist away from freedom, Vanya crosses the wrong god and is cursed to an untimely end, turning into jewels stone by stone for her greed. Vanya has just two weeks to figure out how to break her curse and make her getaway, and with a feral guardian half-god, Giselle's sinister fiancé, and an overeager junior detective on Vanya's tail, she'll have to pull the biggest heist yet to save her own life. So, let's talk about the character cast. So, everything in here is going to be kind of dramatic origin. So, The Goose Girl, I believe, is a dramatic tale from Hans Anderson, right? Hans Hans Christian Anderson. Yep. Yep. So everything that we're going to talk about, um, we're probably going to torture the pronunciation. My German is okay. And as you'll hear from Abby, Abby's German is all over the place. So um, (laughs) main character is Vanya Schmidt, goddaughter of death and fortune. She is the fifth, the fifth is Geist. So it is a P F sound, which is a really weird sound to make, but basically the penny ghost is the way you would, um, Translate it. There is Dijel Bronhilda, um, Ludvania von Fallbrig, the um, Princeton Val of the Blessed Empire, or a princess Val, rather. Um, she's just one of many. There is Ragna, um, daughter of a mortal man and the Lady of the Forest, who is also a goddess, kind of like Death and Fortune. Emmerich Conrad, a junior prefect who is a, a little baby Sherlock Holmes, we'll put it that way. There is... <laughs> Abdelbrak, um, Mongrave of Bjorn. So he is a, mm, think of like, not a mayor, what would you, but not not a king, kind of below, uh, maybe a duke. A duke would be a good equivalent of what his rank is. Yeah. Um, he's in charge of his own territory. Um, there is Brothel. That's probably way wrong. It sounds like a brothel, whatever. Barthel. Barthel. Bartel. Bartel. Barthel. Barthel. That's his name now. So we have Barthel. Um, Albrecht Stewart. He is, of course, in charge of the castle, in charge of all the people in the castle. And then we have Geniza, a bard, who is friends with Giselle and was once friends with Vanya. So that's kind of our main cast of characters that we are going to discuss today. And anything you want to add, Abby? Yes. Um, I just thought since this is based on a fairy tale, we should talk a little bit about the original fairy tale just real quick in case people don't know it. So this book is based on The Goose Girl, which is a fairy tale that basically involves a princess and her maid. The princess is on her way to meet a fiance that she's never met. And on the way, at some point, uh, usually through some form of magic or trickery, the maid 
takes the princess's place and the princess is left to become a goose girl to try and get by because nobody believes that she's the princess and nobody knows who she is and um, in the end of the original fairy tale the maid gets caught the princess is revealed to be the princess she marries her prince they live happily ever after so this is not that story (laughs) but it is a version of that story i like that so as you guys know one thing that abby and i love okay several things one we love a good fantasy was this a great fantasy yes we love a good ya novel was this a good ya novel yes yes we love a good fairy tale retelling was this a good fairy tale yes Yes. it was as you know um so these hit all the things of six crimson um cranes and even better abby's favorite trope was in here there is an enemies to lover trope oh guys it was so well done too okay i love enemies to lovers but it's such a popular trope that some authors just kind of half-ass it because they can get away with it and I don't I don't like it when it's not well done and this one was so well done I was very impressed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree um so we are going to take our break now and then we are going to talk about all of our favorite things all of our least favorite things and give our final ratings but as you know we've done our very best not to spoil this first half but when it comes to the second half mm, everything goes out the window so when you come back be prepared talk to you in a minute guys this is the novel universe with your hostesses dawn and ashley we rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books we are true book club ladies that don't always agree but we do enjoy a good book discussion you can find the novel universe on apple spotify and google where we post new episodes twice a month i'm dawn the criticizer of books and i'm ashley the fantasy architect so grab your favorite beverage and join our universe Welcome back, guys. And remember, if you have not read Little Thieves by Margaret Owen, you're going to want to pause right here and go read it before you come back and talk to us because we're about to spoil. All right, let's talk favorite characters. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty easy with this one. I immediately, when we started this book, like, oh, I wish I had the book in front of me. Can you have your copy right by you? Can you read the first um, portion in the book? The little, um, you know what I mean? The uh, first once upon a time. No, no, no. Where it says this book is dedicated to all the girls. Like, oh yeah, I loved that. Yes, because I need that okay. to start this conversation. Okay, Abby, tell us. Okay. Author's note: This is a story about many things, beautiful and ugly, painful and true. There are discussions of child abuse and neglect navigating abuse environments and trauma from the past attempted assault for many of us there are wounds and i have tried to give them air here without tearing at the hard worn stitches still i trust you to know your scars so one i love how that verse kind of sets the tone of our story and then as we so you read this and you're like wow what am i reading and then you get into her dedication and it's to the Gremlin girls, I would like to tell you something inspiring, but the truth is when life closes a door for us, it doesn't always open a window. The good news is that's what bricks are for. So like that warning, that trigger warning and that dedication 
goes straight into Vanya. And this girl, I mean, one, her mother, she was a 13th child. And her mom was like, this child's bad luck. And she freaking gave her child away as a mom. Even if I had 13 kids, they are mine. I have made them. I will not give them up. I only have two, thank God. We'll not have 11 more. Um, <laughs> you know, so for one, she was basically abandoned by a mom. Um, two, she was giving to basically celestial beings who don't know how to raise a human mortal child, which we saw they did their very best. And we can respect they did. They worked inside their parameters, but they gave her to um, basically a castle to be a servant uh, in that at that castle, she was abused. Like she was hit and harmed, just awful things. But as we've seen the dedication, she's a gremlin girl. She came, even though all these awful things happen, she still was strong and still made her own destiny. Did she make mistakes? Yes. Is she a flawed main character who is at times a little uh, dumb? Yes. But that's what I like. She was not a Mary Sue whatsoever. She, she was real. And I love the realness of Vanya. I love her strength and her, her tenacity. Also her running dialogue. Mm, that author knows how to write some good dialogue, like some good head, like, y- you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I definitely, I love when I love a main character and I love a strong female character. Yeah, I um, adored her. Uh, she's just she was so well written, and her internal struggles were legitimate. And mm-hmm. honestly, like everything about her past just tore at my heart. And it's one of those like it it's not an excuse, but you understand, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like she was such a fantastic character to be following through this. And, and she tried not to let her past define her as well. Like she tried to overcome it, tried. She did have some stuff that held her back that she was bitter about, uh, but she did overcome it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next character I highly enjoyed <laughs> um, was Ragna. Uh, the, the, this child re- is like this chaos, like incarnate. I, I love her. She is just like, <laughs> she's chaotic good. Um, if Anya is more, mm, I would say, Vanya is like lawful neutral. She is lawful to herself. Um, and she is, yeah. 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 But um, Ragna is, she's good. She's just chaos in incarnate, essentially. And I love how, <laughs> you know, we first meet her and she goes from cute little fuzzy creature to stark naked lady, you know, like teenager and Vanya's like, oh my God, where are your clothes? And she's like, clothes are stupid. And she's like, here's some pants. And she's trying to put it on her head. And she's like, no, 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 no. That's not how we do this. Um, so, you know, we're over, we get these like funny little moments where, so Ragnar's supposed to watch over Vanya because Vanya has been cursed by Ragnar's mom and Vanya's turning into a jewel essentially. And Ragnar's just there to make sure that no harm comes to her beyond her mom's curse um, kind of thing. But then they form a friendship and I love their friendship because Vanya is like, you're kind of mean and stupid, but I still like you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ragna is to Vanya. I might have said Vanya said that, but because Vanya is kind of a jerk for some of the book as well. And, and Ragna is just so sweet and just, well, I mean, she's just weird and sweet. And then 
yeah, there's so many good things about her. I'll talk about her more because um, I have favorite scenes with her. And then I really like Fortune and Death. I love, I love how they're written because they're not written around the restraints of basically human mortals. They're written as celestial beings who love Vanya in their own way as much as possible. They want what's best for her. For Vanya to continue to exist with them, she has to serve one of them, essentially. You know, and they just want to keep her safe and, you know, make her prosperous and happy. But Vanya wants to serve no one because she's been traumatized as a servant. And so for her to get the option, you either serve death or fortune. Well, she doesn't want to choose between her moms. And she also doesn't want to, like, be a servant. She wants to be her own person, Mm -hmm. which makes the end of the story perfect because you have the laws of age come up and she turns 18 which means she gets to be her own person and still gets to have a relationship with fortune death mm-hmm. which made me happy because i was getting really concerned because you, you can tell they all love each other yeah you know yeah. um i also kind of love um death and fortune's um friendship i guess you would call it where fortune's like ah she called on me i'm the better one and death is like no she didn't Shut, stop that you know, and then Vanya, when they go to the temple and bring all the orphans, and she's like, this is my mother's house. The orphans need to stay. And then, yeah, yeah. That and they're like, <laughs> who is this chick? And the fortune's like, yeah, yeah, they're fine. Don't worry about it. And they're like, well, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, that's great. You know, <laughs> it's always scary when your goddess comes from the sky and says, yeah, yeah, she's not lying to you. Can you just give them some room? Thanks. Bye. So, <laughs> okay, Abby, those are mine. What about yours? Okay. Like I said, I did love Vanya. I loved Ragna. Uh, she was just fun and cute, and I wanted to hug her, and she felt like the kind of person I could be friends with. <laughs> just like that chaotic, good little bundle that you're like, yeah, okay, we're doing this now. All right. Mm-hmm. I also really loved Emmerich. I loved that he was Vanya's complete opposite. Um, honestly, that made the enemies to lovers even better because it was also an opposites attract thing. And they offset each other so well, and they're both so intelligent and able to keep up with each other. And just like she wrote these two characters that fit together so well as a couple. And it's just wonderful. I love it. And, you know, he just kind of cracked me up because he was such a stick in the mud for the most part. I know. Ugh, I love. I love their relationship. <laughs> I love how it changes. I do too. Um, what about your least favorite characters, Abby? Uh, looks like we have the same one. I, I literally okay. So for the listeners, I literally wrote Giselle's fiance, bad man, evil man, no like, die, die, die. Not luckily, guys. Spoiler: uh, he died. Um, <laughs> I did not like him either. I did not like the way he treated people, the way he treated his subjects, the way he drained his economy to fuel his wars, essentially. Um, I didn't like his relationship with that one chick. I'm Ermagard. Um, yeah, and yeah, Ermagard. And then how she, how that lady abused Vanya, essentially was kind of a mm-hmm. plotting to kill Vanya as Giselle. And it's like, God, like, you people are awful. Oh, yeah. Um, but he definitely... I mean, his end, satisfactory, man. Um, but the rest, I mean, otherwise, like, you know, initially you don't like um, Barthol, and then you find out that he actually is against 
um, Alberic and trying to kind of sabotage internally. And you're like, mm, mm, yep, yeah, okay, I'm okay with this. Let's keep going. Sounds great. Uh, it overall, this cast was very well liked. Even um, the got the lady of the forest. I mean, you can't fault her because she is a immortal being, and she was like, well, you kind of trashed my. Uh, my protection of this people by stealing that ring. So I need to curse you now. Sorry. Yeah. That's the, that's the, her parameters of her, um, protection. I was like, okay, yeah, well, you know, that's yeah, legit. Yeah. Oh, loved it. So yeah, guys, like there's a wonderful villain that you love to hate. So that's a good villain. Yeah. I want to say, would you say he was like one of the better written villains you've read or, because I would say I don't think he is one of the better villains. Like, you know when there's some villains like, um, oh, the guy from Pendragon, St. John? St. Saint- Saint Dane. St. Dane. That's a scary villain. That's a well-written scary villain, you know? Mm-hmm. And you and you just, ugh, you know what I mean? And then I'm trying to think of some other ones. Like, he was a good villain, but he wasn't like, oh, my God. He wasn't Dolores Umbridge villain-esque. Yeah, I think I think the difference between a well-written villain and just an amazing villain in general is how well the villain stands up without the story. Because, like, St. Dane can stand up on his own two evil feet, and he doesn't need the Pendragon story. That's He's mm-hmm. just that evil, and he's that well-written. Mm-hmm. Versus, I mean, Giselle's fiancé... Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he worked well in the story. He was well written, but on his own, nah. Mm, yeah, I mean, he was just a very generic bad guy. You know, like he, I literally could care less about defeating him. I cared more about breaking Vanya's curse. I cared more about um, repairing Giselle and Vanya's relationship. I cared more about Vanya and Emmerich. I cared more about Ragna and Giselle. Like, literally, this mm-hmm. bad guy was such an afterthought of the story for me. I was like, oh, good. You defeated him. Perfect. Okay. Move on. Next. Next story. Thank you. You know? Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it just shows the world building was fantastic. The lore was really good. The retelling was really good. The characterizations were amazing. And sometimes the bad guy, you know, who gives a shit, you know? Right. All right. So... Favorite scenes? Mm, well, I kind of loved one. I loved anything with Vanya's internal dialogue. And if you want to start looking up some of her great quotes, if you have any of them written down, we should definitely share some of them because she has some great stuff about Emmerich and how uh, she felt about him initially. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Perfect. Because I didn't, I can't go back upstairs because my children will see me. And I can't get my book like I wanted to. So <laughs> I would otherwise share. So that's one of my favorite things. Is this the way Vanya's uh, internal inner dialogue about Emmer specifically was hilarious. And I'm so glad you have some examples. I also love any scene that involved um, Ragna and trying to learn social cues, human cues, mortal cues, because she grew up in the forest. So, and she can turn into all of these creatures and she's like do, 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 do. Ah, this is so much fun and then when she has to be human she's like i am naked 
look at me. Not, not really look at me like, I don't really care. I'm naked. And everyone's like, oh, God, you're naked. You're naked. What are you doing? <laughs> and then I really like the scene where um, he's talking to Vanya about what kissing is. And she's like, what's that thing you do when you place your lips against someone else's lips? And Vanya's like, uh, kissing? Hmm. Yeah, I did that with Giselle. Is that okay? And she's like, okay, great. Okay. We, <laughs> we better talk about this. <laughs> And he's like, I had this conversation with another person. Great. This is fantastic. And I love that. Um, I really love the scene where Vanya is disguised as Giselle and Emmerich's coming to interrogate her. And she is making all of these awful windows with the sausages mm-hmm. to him. And I kept reading it and I'm like, oh my God, you are such a teenager. Is <laughs> like you kept thinking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is ridiculous and how flustered he got. Um, he's a good actor, which is awesome. Yeah. And I love the scene with the whole truth serum where Vanya uh, was given a truth serum by her fiance and she's in his study and suddenly like she can like see all the things that he's disguising with his magic. And I'm like, this is cool. I'm like, I like this. I like that whole thing. And I liked how... To save her, you know, Emmerich came to her rescue to, and kind of brought everybody together and kind of like it was a good turning point because she also had a, because she took that serum, she also had to examine herself and her soul a little bit. And she had that, that was a pivotal moment in her characterization and character development that happened um, because of that. So I appreciated that writing and that arc right there. Yeah. And lastly, um, the final battle where Vanya tricks Emmerich and takes this place. And she's like, what are those words again? Okay, thanks. And she calls the Council of the Gods to judge um, Alberic and all the crap that he did. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that ending scene with the Court of the Gods. And that was just so well done. I really liked it. I really liked the story interludes. Mm-hmm. With all the artwork and everything, I loved how they gave um, Vanya's story slowly throughout the book, rather than like info dumping it on you. And I loved every time after Vanya realizes that she loves Emmerich, uh, she basically ha- keeps having these "I can't believe I love him" all, like all exasperated uh, moments. And I'm going to read. The two that I marked because they literally made me laugh out loud. I cannot believe I'm attracted to a human civics primer. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I'm at a loss for words, probably because I'm having an extraordinary and overwhelming number of feelings right now. And chief among them is outrage that I am this attracted to a personified pocket ledger. Yes, that was one of my favorite scenes. Yes. Uh, Margaret Owen just has a wonderful turn of phrases. Um, was this writing similar to what you read in The Merciful Crow or different? I'd say it was different. Like, The Merciful Crow is good, but I, it didn't have the punch of this one. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably has to do with um, just her expanding as a writer and growing as a writer. But yeah, those two quotes just like, those got me. <laughs> I literally put tabs in my book because I laughed so hard. Pretty awesome, right? I loved the opening thief sequence and all the setup she did to get away with it at the nobility's house. 
like sending them cushions that actually had a change of clothes in it for her and like all that crazy stuff. I just thought that was really cool. I enjoyed the scene where they're stuck in the closet hoping not to get caught by the fiance. I just thought it was really well done. Um, Because getting caught in a closet with your love interest can be very cliche, but there was a very real danger outside the closet. So it didn't feel as cliche. Mm -hmm. And I also, I adored the end where she didn't just stay with Emmerich and she actually left him and was basically like, you can follow. Um, Cause I felt like that was just a hundred percent true to Vanya's character. Oh. Like if she'd been like, Oh, I love you. I'm going to stay with you. I've been like, gag. No, <laughs> oh, that's, that's not what Vanya would have done. Thanks. <laughs> All right. You're the only one who has a least favorite scene. Yeah. Sorry, I was reflecting on just how much I love Vanya and how she's like, I don't need a man if you want it. Because she just wanted Emmerich to chase. That's what she wants. She wants Emmerich to chase her. And I'm like, God, I love her, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so my least favorite scene was during that whole truth serum scene where she sees a horse head mounted on the walls with the um, uh, runes, I guess, etched to it. And that gives the power to... Um, her fiance and then you discover that horse was Giselle's horse that they brought because Vanya just never went riding because Vanya doesn't ride typically because uh, she doesn't know how to ride even though Giselle knows uh, she was like pass I'll take a carriage but discovering that Giselle's horse was the horse ghost made me really sad like that was like heartbreaking because what we learned about Giselle is that she loved hunting and riding, being outside. Like she loved her horse. And one of those connections to her past life is gone, you know? And that made me really sad. Also, and I forgot a favorite scene. I love when Giselle. So Giselle and Vanya kind of get together and they have to host Giselle's parents at the castle because they're there for the wedding. And Giselle's parents are being dicks to Vanya. And Giselle writes old wrongs by standing up to her parents and saying, do not treat her like that because Vanya took the role of servant again. um, And she wasn't doing all the things that um, Giselle's parents wanted her to do correctly the way they specify. And just, just Giselle standing up for her and really trying hard to amend those wrongs. Like, you know how female friendships sometimes are rough because everyone's really emotional or just people don't communicate well. The fact that they had a rough time and that they're trying to, you know, basically they're Giselle's trying to reconcile with Vanya and Vanya does give her a chance again to be that friend that they were because they were best friends essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that scene reminded me of that other favorite scene of where Giselle says, uh-uh, parents, don't be dicks. Because everything's connected back to Giselle's household, essentially. So, anyway, that was my ramble. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, the, um, so the dead horse is actually a thing in the original fairy tale. Oh. For, I forget exactly why, but the horse is killed for some reason, either because they think it's, like, gone crazy or something but the princess has a connection with her horse that's like magical that so they can like telepathically talk and the horse's head gets like mounted above the gate and vis-a-vis magic um 
I guess she can still talk to the horse or something. And I don't know. But yeah, I knew about the dead horse going in. So that didn't really shock me. But I can see how that would not be a fun thing to discover. No, that I mean, just, it was just sad. It just made me sad. I like that connection, though, to the original tale. I kind of don't know the Goose Girl tale very well beyond the summary and the premise of it. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I just like fairy tale retellings anyway. Um, so let's roll into our final thoughts, Abby. How many stars would you throw on this book? All five stars, for sure. Ooh, all five. Excellent. Why? Why all five stars? Well, it was well written. It was engaging. I loved the characters. I loved the plot twists. I loved the romance. Like, it had just every single element that I usually look for in a book was there. And it was just beautiful. And I loved it. I enjoyed every moment of reading it. I was not bored once. Right. And that is just, I loved it. <laughs> and like I said earlier, this is a true enemies to lovers. Like I 100% believed it from the start, but I'm also invested in it to the point of if they got together in the next book and then there was a third book where they were together the whole time, like I'd be there for it. Because some enemies, some enemies to lovers, like you get that thrill of, oh, they were enemies. And as soon as they become lovers, it's like, yeah, I don't care about you anymore. Because <laughs> it was all about the the thrill of being enemies and being attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those times. This is one of those. I'm legitimately interested in these characters and in this relationship. And so I want to see where it goes. And I'm interested in where it goes. So... Yeah, I was very happy about that. Um, I have, there's a second book that's coming out uh, May 16th of 23. And yes, I've already pre-ordered it. I guess that means we will have a buddy read in June for the next book of 2023. It's possible. (laughs) Man, so... I, this is what I wrote on I so I'm I'm trying to put little blurbs on my Goodreads now for the books I finish as right when I finish it. So I don't I, I decided I don't like writing a long review, but I do put little blurbs for myself so I know so I can recommend books to people. I put hands down one of the best books I've read this year. Who would have thought a goose girl retelling could be this delicious? Five out of five amazing YA fantasy. Um perfect summary of it. I once I sat down with it, I couldn't stop reading it. It was so engrossing, so good. Jeez, it was just, it is a book. It's kind of like Cinder. You know, sometimes when you're like, have you read Cinder? Oh, you haven't? And you buy it for that person. It'd be like, have you read Little Thieves? Hmm, no? Okay, good. And then it's, it's in there of amazing YA. And I love YA stuff. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Let's see. And I also, before we go, want to give a shout out to all of our friends that read the book with us. So thank you um, to Jenny and Kim and Ronnie for reading with us. We are so glad you guys were able to enjoy this book and we can't wait to find another novel to read again. Um, Got to be real, guys. These are the same three that enjoy reading. Obviously, they like what we pick out. You probably would, too. So you should read our next buddy read with us. Shout out to Sarah as well, because she asked when this episode was dropping. Here you go, Sarah. Does Sarah read it too? Uh, I'm not sure. She just asked when the episode was coming. All right, Sarah. Well, we hope that you also enjoy Little Thieves, but you are not in our group chat. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you again soon. See you soon, guys. Bye.
If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.